0: Welcome to the Isekai Pod. My name is Matt and I am Isekai Trash. I love it so much, I watch everyone I can, and very, very rarely do I not completely love them. So come along, let me share my overflowing love for the fantastic, the wonderful, the truly impossible Isekai genre. Today, let's talk about Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody, or Death March Karahajimaru Isekai Kiyosokyo. It's an anime made by Silverlink Connect and licensed by Funimation and Crunchyroll from January 11th, 2018 to March 29th, 2018, 12 episodes. The source material for the anime is a novel light novel series by Hiro Ainana. Main characters. Ichiro Suzuki who is not known as Ichiro Suzuki the rest of the story, aside from that just that first opening of the episode, because he becomes Sato Pendragon, his testing character that he uses in games. But anyway, he's a 29-year-old game programmer who is fixing bugs in a game that his company is about to put out. Uh, The term Death March here comes from Uh, being on a deadline and having to just push through with no sleep. So these guys, they program, they code, they work and work and work, and they got a deadline, so they just got to push through and get there, and they end up, you know, exhausting themselves and stuff. So he gets worn out one night and decides to take a nap while working at his desk. He wakes up in a parallel world that resembles some of the games he was working on. And like I said, he is now his test character, Sato Pendragon, which we just know him as Sato the rest of the game because he introduces himself to the other players in the game, the characters in the game, I should say, as Sato. So, I mean, forget that his last name is Pendragon. Who cares? It's inconsequential. All right, and then there's uh, Xena Mariantile, a 17-year-old soldier who uses magic. Um, Sato runs into her after defeating a horde of lizardmen when he first gets there. And the uh, uh, defeating that horde of lizardmen... Uh, it raises his level. We'll talk about that later. Uh, he rescues her from danger. She's fighting some sort of, you know, dragon or some sort of flying thing, whatever. Uh, and she's falling through the air, and he uses some of his skills to jump and like catch her. And you know, she's, you know, she gets, she takes a liking to him. You know, she's, you know, she's proper, but um, not not standoffish, not Sundate or whatever. But she's, you know, she's like, oh, you know, he saved me. That's what a nice guy. Um, next we've got uh, the the rest of the main characters are basically his slaves. And then that'll become, it'll become clear what's going on here. They're not, you know, not really slaves. He's saving them from being bad people slaves by buying them, whatever. Anyway, so Pochi is a 10 year old dog demi, demi demi-human, uh, and he rescues her from a dungeon with Tama, who's a cat demi-human who's 10 years old, and Liza, or Liza, who's an 18 year old lizard demi-human who cares for the other two and is bought by Sato to save them from being slaves, um. Arisa is another slave girl, full human though. She's 11 years old. um, Sato meets soon after the others and decides to buy her and her friend Lulu, who's a 14-year-old human slave whose great-grandfather was Japanese somehow, and so she appears Japanese, which Sato, you know, sees as beautiful because he's Japanese. But in this world, apparently those features are considered ugly. So she has been denigrated her, you know, entire short life as a slave. The people are like, that one's ugly, gross, why would anybody want that? Um, you know, and slaves in this world are treated as you would imagine, slaves are treated. So, not good. So, the story. When Sato kills this horde of lizardmen in, in the very opening um, episode, his level jumps from 1 to 310, because he killed a bunch of them using a special skill that he had programmed into the game to give to new players so that they didn't you know immediately become disinterested in the game they had something that they could use to get past the tutorial or whatever um, but he also had the option not to use it so like hardcore players would love that they could not use it and they would get something for not using it but the less experienced players would be able to overcome some things and and Level up a little bit, not like this. He wasn't intending for you to jump from one to three ten. But anyway, so basically he uses this thing and he becomes overpowered from the start of the show, which I love. And you're going to get that from me time and time again. I love overpowered protagonists. So he keeps it a secret that he's so overpowered, though. He heads to the nearest city to set up a base of operation while he figures out what is going on. Uh, Xena shows him around the city as a token of her appreciation for his help. Previously, she's you know remember he saved her from you know some danger she was in flying beast whatever, um, and she wants to repay him, so she takes him around the city, shows him the market and this and that. Uh, they find themselves in a dangerous labyrinth, and uh, Sato helps get them out while trying to keep his abilities a secret. So he's just kind of like oh. Do, 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 do. Um, this is where he acquires the first three slaves: Pochi, Tama, and Lisa. Uh, he's the one who gives them those names because slaves don't need names apparently in this world. So, you know, uh, he gives them super non creative names. Good times. Uh, after escaping the labyrinth, the slave trader convinces Sato to also take Arisa and Lulu. Sato notices something and says something in Japanese, whereupon he notices that Arisa understands. So he decides to acquire those two. He's like, why does she know Japanese? Arisa reveals that she was reincarnated in this world to a noble family that came to ruin, and now she is a slave. So, And she's confused about Sato. She's like, were you reincarnated? And he's like, no. And she's like, oh, were you summoned? He's like, no, I don't think so. And she's like, well, you'd know if you were summoned. So apparently he's in this world in some other manner than being summoned or reincarnated. Sato, now taking care of five girls slash slaves, decides he must find a bigger and more permanent lodging situation, but is interrupted by the city coming under attack by giant insects. They gather and help defeat the insects. They meet an elf girl who is in danger, so they agree to help return her to her village. She's some sort of elf princess or something. Um, in the process, they learn to camp outdoors on the journey to the village. The elf girl, whose name is Mia, gets kidnapped by this sort of like uh, elder-licked dude who is super powerful. So Sato goes to rescue her and you know easily makes his way through the tower where she is being held. Uh, he faces off against the undead king and bests him. Uh, we learn about why the undead is undead in that whole story, which, you know, okay. The whole time this is all happening, Sato, the, the whole, like, the whole anime, while the whole anime is going on, Sato is acquiring new skills and titles all the time. They're always appearing on the screen. Like, just basically anything he does, like, if he, you know, buys you know buys lodging, he gets a title and skill. It's weird. He gets a ton of titles and skill. He really needs to fix this game if it's his game. Um, they continue their journey to take Mia home, during this leg of the trip, they end up disrupting a scheme by nobles to disrupt a witch's healing potion business. It's kind of convoluted, but uh, the witch is good, and she's in the forest, and she has like a helper who has like a chicken on her head. It's fun, um, but some nobles are up to no good. So Sato puts them in their place and helps out the witch and whatnot. And it's all—it's all very interesting the way he does it, and like very—he's very careful about not interfering too much, not beating people up, and stuff like that. Um, But that's basically where the story ends. Like, so as I was going back through this, I was like, I realized that in the 12 episodes, I really enjoyed the anime. I've watched it like three times. I like it. Um, But not a lot happens in it. If you you just go back over like synopsis of episodes, you're like, wow, like nothing is really, there's like three beats to the story, and it takes him 12 episodes. But it's all very interesting. I enjoyed it. Uh, It's just fun. There's some, you know, play between Xena liking him and him knowing that he's going to try to get back to his own world at some point. Doesn't know why he's there. So, and that's always, like, a common theme is that people are, like, falling in love, but, you know, they know they're not there forever. Um, So the show was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Not a lot of substance, but I enjoyed it enough to put the light novels on my wish list because, you know, I want to know what happens next. What's going on? I, you know, these these shows, like I've always said, are basically promotional materials for light novels. And so, I'm, you know, this one, this one piques my interest. It's on my list. I don't know if I'll ever get around to it. But, uh, you know, it was a, a fun watch. If you get a chance, um, you know, it's not high priority, but it's fun. Yeah. see you next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Isekai Pod. I hope you enjoyed it. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Isekai Pod. Find us online at IsekaiPod.com. And subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. You'll hear from me again real soon. Unless you get trapped in a parallel world. Sayonara!